Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and I'm so excited for my new friend, Shi Chen, to join me this week um, here at the Radiant Podcast. She is an online business coach. She works one-on-one with clients across the board. I am so excited for her to kind of get to share her story with you guys today, to give you some insight, to talk about making the leap of faith, um, as you're launching your dreams and goals. Hey, she. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, all, to all the Radiant listeners. I'm so glad you're here joining me. I'm so glad to be here. I would love, as always, if you would start by sharing your story. That's, you know, always the most fun part of the Radiant podcast is just getting to know a little bit more about you, introduce yourself to our listeners, kind of share your journey and your background. It's always fun to listen to. Absolutely. So I am a leadership and success coach. So basically what that means is I teach a lot of service-based business women how to step up as leaders in their own sphere of influence and really use their God-given gifts to make an impact to those people that really matter. Um, But I wasn't always (laughs) a leadership coach. Um, I actually started my career as an elementary school teacher. So um, after I you know, I studied elementary education at Grove City College. And after college, I didn't really want to do like the typical, like get a job um, at a school in the States. I actually moved overseas to Beijing, China. That's where my family is originally from, um, in China. And actually got, got a teaching job uh, teaching English to adults and then teaching English to little kids as well um, there for a few years. Um, so yeah, I just kind of started on my, my career as a as a school teacher. So from there, it was like one of those things that's, you know, when you kind of always known what you wanted to do. And for, for me, that was always a desire to help people, a desire to kind of walk them through um, point A to point B, really like equip them with basic skills to succeed. Um, but as I was teaching in the classroom, I kind of experience what I like to call the my quarter life crisis. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever experienced that, Kelsey. <laughs> I was like 24 years old and I was starting to really question like my identity, my work, and if this was like truly my calling. Um, because I don't know if you've experienced this, but when you're in like the professional sphere, it was really hard for me to, I guess like, really exercise my Christian values in a place where I felt like I could, I could do that from, um, and actually like be like understood or be respected or just be really honored in that way. Um, and so I think internally, (laughs) I just kind of went through this, like, what is my life about? And kind of had to really do some soul searching in that way. Um, and so from there, I, actually started working with a life coach myself. She was um, a great mentor of mine. She was actually my pastor's wife of the church that I belong to. And together we worked through a lot of like, just kind of reigniting like what God's given, like what my God given dreams were, um, a lot of like what my core values are, or a lot of like who who I am as like a woman, who I am as a person, um, and just kind of walking through that discovery process of what really matters to me and like what's really um, important kind of helped me through that season <laughs> of like my quarter life crisis. 
you know, it's I mean? a real thing. It really is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens to people like a lot, you know, a lot younger these days. And so, um, so what look, what that looked like for me was I was working during the day and then in the evening I would come back and like, you know, like just, and I just started discovering like these blogs, like these online blogs of Christian women in business who were doing like really incredible things, like really using their creative gifts and their creative talents to just like make a difference in people's lives. So, you know, I started following like wedding photographers that I really admire or graphic designers that I really loved. Um, and that kind of exposed me to like the, the world of online business. And I think for me, it's like, I never, I never thought that I would either be a coach. I didn't really know that those things existed. And then even the world of online business, I didn't really know that was a thing either. But as I kind of, um, like just explored more and more about these, like these incredible women who were doing their thing, I got a sense that this was something that I, I wanted to pursue for myself. And so for me, it was like taking one step at a time. <laughs> when we talk about taking the leap, I don't know if it was much much of a leap for me as just like small baby steps. Um, but for me, though, that looked like was first kind of really um, growing in my confidence as a coach and as a mentor. And what that looks like for me is like what what that looked like for me was I was. Um, every time there was a weekend workshop <laughs> about growing your professional development or, um, you know, like anything like goal setting or visioning or, um, you know, how to lead a team. Like I was like all about that. <laughs> I totally um, just like wanted to learn and kind of like, you know, be a sponge to that, those types of like thought leadership. And eventually I, when my teaching contract ended, um, I made the decision to kind of pursue getting my coach certification through Erickson, Erickson International um, and to kind of just immerse myself into actually doing the coaching thing. Um, yeah, so for me, that was like a big journey of understanding what it means to be a coach, understanding what it meant to be a leader what it, what it means to actually like help people through um, understanding like what they have to offer and then like giving them practical steps to be able to do that well. Um, and then, and then I think all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, if I could do this, <laughs> I think I want to start a business <laughs> and just kind of incorporating this same like online, online women um, who were just doing their thing. Like, that was like my inspiration to be able to do that as well. Wow. Man, I could ask you a thousand questions because I mean, it's it, it's so true. First off, I love what you said about it. it wasn't like a huge leap for me. It was baby steps. And I tell people um, with the way I'm wired and my personality type, I can be prone to major anxiety some days. And <laughs> it's the kindness of God that he has led me into very risky um, things very step by step. So it's, you know, I didn't just quit my day job. I, you know, collected clients for six months and went down to part time. And then I took a different job where I worked even less hours, but still collected more clients on the side. And then I took the leap of faith. And I think if God would have just put on my heart to quit and 
really take a huge leap, I would have freaked out. Um, and I think he, know, he, well, I know he knows me and I know it was his kindness that allowed me to be obedient with little baby steps that led to the big steps. And every, every step took a little more trust, but I had that history of him um, providing and taking care of me with each baby step, which built to my trust for the bigger steps. So I'm with you there. I totally get it. Um, it was it was very much a process for me, not an overnight leap. Um, wow. So you come from this background in, edu- in education. How fun to get to go over and teach English in China. I have some friends living overseas now, some who have taught in China. One of my old roommates is in um, South Korea right now. So I know that sounds like such a fun journey. And I can see, you know, you're you're making a pivot from educating people in the language sector to now you're kind of educating and equipping them just in a different sense um, in the business and leadership sector. Would you, Have you always had a kind of a passion for kind of um, calling people higher, coaching, equipping them, and that coming out in different expressions throughout your life? Yeah, that's a great question, Kelsey. I think um, if I look back on my life, I definitely, I definitely like loved, you know, really equipping like other women to just be the best versions of themselves. So, you know, starting as like a camp counselor when I was in college, um, and even when I was in college, I was a resident assistant. So just um, kind of being like a big sister to all the freshmen women on the hall um, in you know, spiritual leadership, socially, um, and even like, like leading like basketball teams in like the sports arena as well. Um, and even as I was teaching, as, as I was a teacher, I worked with a lot of, um, like assistant teachers and really like equipping them and mentoring them in their own careers as they grew, um, in their own confidence as, as a teacher as well. So I definitely do see that theme in my life of just the desire to empower women, um, to use their gifts to, like you're saying, like call, call them to uh, something bigger, something higher. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's so cool. I mean, that's care. I think too, it also carries a facet of God's heart. I mean, it's it, from our conversation prior to this episode, I obviously know that you incorporate um, your faith into your coaching business. And I love um, what you said, why you decided to come out of the Christian business call closet. How did you, how did you do that? Did you used to coach without incorporating faith-based principles? What What is the story behind that? Because I love that phrase. And it's true. You know, sometimes you're like, I wonder, are they going to, you know, walk away because I'm a Christian and maybe they, you know, don't want to incorporate that into our meetings. You know, what has the, that been like for you? Yeah, it's definitely been a, a faith journey um, for me. Like, I, again, like growing up, well, I, growing up, I didn't become a Christian until I was in high school. Um, I grew up in like my, my Chinese household. We never talked about God at all. And so actually my first point of experiencing Jesus was whenever my best friend, who was like a a pastor's daughter. <laughs> she invited me to youth group. Um, and that was kind of when I encountered God in the first place. And, and since then I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, in love, <laughs> obsessed, yeah. I would say, um, even went on to Christian college. My first, my first job out of college was, was ministry based as well. Um, but again, as I was saying, like my first teaching job was, was not, um, in a Christian environment at all, which is totally fine. Um, I think you can still definitely, uh, 
express your Christian values in a non-Christian working environment. Um, and then even my coach training experience, it was not explicitly Christian as well. It was very, you know, NLP driven. It was very positive psychology based. Um, but during my coach training, I, a lot of my peers who are still like my, some of my best friends, um, a lot of my peers have very, very different faith backgrounds um, from a lot of people, you know, will believe in the law of attraction or, um, or even there was a lady who was part of like an indigenous species from her, from her country. Um, so a lot of different like faith, spiritual backgrounds. And what, what really struck me the most was their conviction to talk about their beliefs in their work. Um, and they would do it with such, uh, you know, like conviction, such confidence and such respect as well. And, and for me, I think that really challenged me to be able to say like, hey, if they, if they can talk about their beliefs <laughs> in that way, then, then I would like to be able to do that too. Um, and so for a long time, I actually did struggle with the question of should I should I like market to Christians or should I run, should I be like explicit about being a Christian based coach? And for a long time, I didn't, to be honest, <laughs> I and, would just, uh, I didn't at all. I would just, um, and, and I think that's okay too. If someone here is listening and they, they like love the Lord, but don't incorporate into that, that into their business, that's okay too. Um, but I love hearing you coming into this conviction and, and being brave, you know, I've definitely experienced this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, again, like, I think like you could definitely operate your business with your Christian values. Um, but for a long time, I just had the mentality of like, I'll just work with anybody. <laughs> like if you have any sort of challenge, I'll work with you. Um, but again, I think what made the difference was me feeling convicted to work specifically with Christian women, because my where where my heart is is to be able to um, equip Christian women so then that they can go out and do the work that God has put on their hearts, and so that's kind of like where I found like my niche <laughs> to be, um, kind of like my sweet spot of the people that I love to work with, and so I kind of call it like coming out of the Christian closet because it's like <laughs> you know like the moment of like like hey, I'm Christian and I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. And and just a really cool journey to see how like God takes our businesses and evolves them and grows us and prunes us and sharpens us. So so you talk a lot about bravery. Did that, do you, did, do you feel like that required a lot of bravery to do? Like what was that pivot like? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think calling it bravery is one thing. I think in the moment and still kind of now, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like bravery. It just feels like a lot of fear <laughs> to be honest. It feels like, it feels, it feels scary to be able to say like, Hey, this is what I stand for. This is, this is what I believe in. And I hope that you respect it. Um, and, but I think that's, I think that's true. I think bravery is just kind of recognizing that, that the things that are worth doing, the path that's worth kind of pursuing is going to be you know, full of that kind of fear, fear of what will people think? <laughs> will people want to work with me? Um, you know, well, what if I'm not as like Christian <laughs> as other people? You know, it's like, there's like all of these different fears and thoughts that kind of run to your mind. But I think 
yeah, I think the the bravery is kind of saying, you know what, like, I'm just going to embrace all those things and just kind of pursue it, pursue it anyway, because this is the, this is the journey that God has for me. Very cool. We chat a lot about um, embracing fears, not being too afraid to get started um, because of perfectionism. What was that like for you? You go through this leadership training, this coaching training process a few years back, and then you're in a new career field. And what's it like to launch and to, to get started in a totally new sector? How did you embrace fears there? How did you start without waiting to be perfect? What did that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So while I was doing my coach certification process, and if anybody has ever gone through that process, it's like getting like a master's degree in professional development and psychology. And, um, there's like so many opportunities for you to be able to like practice coaching on your peers and getting like real time feedback from your mentors. And so during my coaching process, like I think that's where the perfectionism sort of started for me was because, you know, after every session we would have like specific criteria that we would be, I guess, evaluated on. And I wanted to get like a 10 out of 10 every single time. (laughs) And, um, and so when it came to graduating and, you know, launching into the real world and getting like, and getting clients for me, I really, I really struggled with it because then I was starting to talk to people that had no idea what a coach did, um, had no idea the value that a coach provides. And so I had to kind of like relearn how to educate and communicate like my value to to the everyday people. Um, and what I found was, was I couldn't, I couldn't wait for it to be perfect. I couldn't, I couldn't wait for, you know, me to have a hundred percent, you know, excellence in every single coaching session. That's not really possible. But for me, just really learning how to connect with people and just having like real everyday conversations, just like what you and I are having and really digging into like what's going on in people's lives and how I can help them and help just like move past their challenges. Um, and so, then when it came down to actually launching my business, I, 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 I definitely, again, perfectionism was like, oh, I'm, well, I'm going to create a website <laughs> and I'm going to, um, that's, that's, that's how people will find me. And so I remember like just creating this website um, and spending hours and hours and hours on this website. And I am not like a website designer <laughs> at all. <laughs> Like I, I am pretty techy. I could figure out WordPress a little bit, but like I, I had no business um, working on that website. And I think there came to, there came a point where I, you know, realized like I was spending so much time on this website instead of out there just like connecting with people and, and getting clients that way. And so moving past the perfectionism for me just really looked like actually like reaching out to people that I thought I could help. And kind of just having that conversation of like, hey, like I, I am a coach now. Um, I help people step up in their leadership skills. Um, this is, you know, this, this is kind of like what I do, and I think I want to help you. So, it started out with um, the most basic form of email marketing, <laughs> which was me actually emailing um, my network, my personal network, um, just letting them know, like, hey, this is I. You know, I'm, I'm doing this coach certification program. I am accepting clients, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, 
you know, and then asking them, like, if you know, if you need help with um, your leadership, or if you know somebody who could help, then I would offer a free 30 minute coaching session. And that's how I got started was just actually leveraging my personal network um, and using the people that already had like the no trust and life factor with me and to be able to kind of offer them a session of coaching session so they can kind of experience um, what it's like for them and hopefully get a result um, with working with me. Um, and so that's kind of like how I got started was just saying, you know what, I'm just going to, <laughs> if I want to get, if I want to work with people, that means I have to go and connect with the people. Wow. So you really put yourself out there. What do you have to say to women who really struggle with that? You know, it can be very awkward and overwhelming and stressful to put yourself out there. It is. It is. But I think, you know, I think the thing is, is the reason why I started the business, the reason why I became a coach was to be able to help people. And so anytime I felt like I was scared of putting myself out there, I I realized that fear was a little bit self-centered you know, just thinking a lot more about, about me or, you know, and, but instead, anytime I would refocus on like, oh, how can I like help somebody else or how can I give um, to somebody else? Uh, I think that's kind of like where the magic happened was that it was no longer me like putting myself out there, so to speak. It was more about how can I be of service to somebody else who really needs it? What a great mindset. I mean, obviously you, you tend to probably focus on and intentionally work through these mindsets. What has that been like for you? I know you've had the, you've worked with Kate Crocco, one of my good friends. She's been on the podcast as well. What has been the self-work you've had to do to work through mindsets and, and develop this type of bravery? Yeah. Mindset is definitely huge. I think, you know, like the battlefield of a mind is kind of like where success can really like make it or break it. Um, and specifically for me, like working on my mindset was really flipping the the script of um, like, instead of like putting myself out there, it's, it's, it's really understanding that we all have like a message that God has given us and we are just like the messenger, so to speak. And so um, instead of, so just kind of like, that's kind of like our responsibility. That's kind of like our honor as well to be able to kind of just like share that message with the people that need to hear it. Um, and kind of reframing fear as well, or I'm sorry, reframing failure as well. I think like I had a big uh, struggle with like, what if I fail? <laughs> like I left my I left my teaching job to pursue this, and you know, and so um, for me, just understanding that failure is kind of a, definitely a part of the journey, but always reframing it into feedback. So if something didn't work, okay, like let's figure out why and how we can make it better. Um, or if, you know, or if, you know, you put yourself out there and I get a no, it's like, well, then I, then I kind of know, I get at least get an answer and I can kind of move on. Um, so just reframing failure into feedback of like actually productive feedback (laughs) can really help us to, um, just move forward and keep on growing. Totally. I mean, one of my um, friends and pastor always says, you know, failure is is like paying tuition into your life development. And so I am a person like you mentioned being 
a perfectionist. I don't want to fail. I almost anticipate failure as like inevitable in a sense, being an entrepreneur of like, oh man, every entrepreneur fails at some point in my li- in their life. What's my big failure going to be? And that is no way to live. <laughs> and so do what, um, so, you know, it's, it's funny to, um, to laugh about, but at the same time, it really is something that I can intentionally reframe in my mind, like you said, and and mindset is super important. So I love what, what you do and what you're about. So day to day, what kind of coaching do you specifically specialize in with your clients? Um, I know you have a one-on-one mentorship program, um, where they can grow their business skills and their impact. I'd love to kind of hear about specifically like what you focus on with the women you coach. Yeah. So with the women that I coach one-on-one, uh, it's a lot of service, online service-based creative entrepreneurs. So a lot of women who, you know, like kind of like they are their personal brand, so to speak. Um, they can range from coaches to consultants to designers to photographers. Um, but with these women, it's it's a matter of, it's really hard to, I guess, to be your own brand when you have a lot of um, maybe like self-doubt or self-confidence issues. And so for me, it's just really helping them to identify what their God-given gifts are, what their leadership strengths are, and then really um, like giving them the tools to be able to live that out in the day-to-day uh, operations of their business. And a lot of people will come to me if they want to become a leader in the industry. It's they have a desire to do like speaking engagements, or they have a desire to become a coach and mentor themselves, or um, you know, write or like write a book, or just create like really compelling content to be able to attract right people. Um, so that's kind of like what I help them help them with is to a kind of lay the foundation to help them to grow their faith, and then and then kind of like pursue the right. Um, I guess the right like outlets or the right relationships to be able to make that impact. Wow. Very cool. And what a privilege to get to equip women to do that. I mean, I'm sure it has to be uh, quite, quite fun. Do you just enjoy every, what's your favorite part of coaching women? What are some of your favorite stories of where you've seen these women, um, what you've seen these women accomplish. Yeah, I love I love what I get to do because um, I think in the online business world, I think we see a lot of people's highlight reels, you know, whether it's on social media or whatever. Um, but for me, I love being a coach because I actually get to see a lot of behind the scenes work. And that's like, that's like my favorite part is because I get to see like, I get to see women becoming like who God created them to be. So um, that means... Um, you know, like initially just like even, even like (laughs) having them admit like what their big dreams are. And then after working together and it's never again, like, are you still like, it's never overnight, but just kind of take having, seeing, seeing their um, like trajectory growth towards those dreams. So one of my favorite stories is um, I was working with a client and she never saw herself as a leader before, even though she is, you know, a, a mother, you know, a wife, a mother of two, um, ran a photography business for 10 years. Um, she never saw her, and she even like led, you know, Bible studies <laughs> groups for other Christian women in business, but she never saw herself as a leader. And after working together and really helping her to see that leadership is no longer 
you know, a meaning position. It's not, it's not who has the most experience or who um, is, has the most assertive voice or who has the most power. Leadership is more um, from a servant leadership perspective. Leadership is about like relationships and um, it's not really about like making yourself look big. It's really about, um, it's really about like, like helping other emerging leaders rise. And that's like what she's all about was like her, she was always super encouraging. Um, She was always very like heart centered. She was always, people, people would come to her naturally because, you know, she made them feel really safe and they could have any really great conversations with them. And they would always feel super um, inspired afterwards. So just like through our work together and then just helping her to see herself like, Hey, like, I am a leader because I have influence <laughs> and there's like so many relationships in my life where I can actually like be of service to other people. Um, because of that, she was able to hire team members, um, bring on associate photographers. Um, and also she's on track to also become a coach and mentor herself. Wow. Yeah. How cool. And just like you get to take and pull out something that they're already doing and just develop it and sharpen and hone it with them. Like what a fun process. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of fun. How, how cool. So I know you talk a lot about um, creating your company's core values. How do you do that with women? Um, I, I obviously know the importance of that um, in developing my own teams. Um, but what, what do you have to speak into that? Um, because I know it's wildly important and I know we have a lot of listeners here who are right in the beginning of launching or starting something. Yeah. So core values are, um, those are the things that when you understand that you got, it's created you as a unique design, core values are the things that that's what makes you really unique. And these are the things that are really important and are really true to you. So when you think about big companies like Apple, like a core value is theirs will be like innovation or even like Chick-fil-A. That's like one of my favorite places to go to. You know, like you think of like family oriented um, service. So core values are super important because when you really express them, that's that's where like the authenticity comes from. It's just you being you. Um, but not a lot of people like take the time to figure out like what that truly means. Um, and so, you know, core value questions, um, some core, some core value questions that I love to ask people, um, is to kind of like take a look back on your life, just kind of what you did with me of how I, what my previous work, what was like, what was the common theme among my previous work? What was kind of like your favorite job or, um, what's been like, uh, an experience where you feel like you could do over and over and over again? Um, I don't know if you, Kelsey, if you would like to answer those questions. Right? Yeah, totally. Um, and this is, this totally lines up with, you know, what I do at Radiant, but I always like my favorite thing is dreaming with women. And so, and I have this conversation quite often, um, you know, growing up, my parents kind of instilled in me, it's not even that the sky's the limit. There are no limits. So I really, truly that's something they nailed it with parenting is I really truly believed I could do anything I wanted. Um, and it wasn't until I got older that I realized that 
quite often people don't grow up with that mentality that is not instilled in people. And my favorite conversations are with women specifically, but also my male friends or acquaintances, um, dreaming with them, helping, um, make their dream a reality. Um, and that's something that we get to do here at the Radiant Podcast. So when we make decisions for Radiant and how we're going to, um, scale and grow and what might be a next component we're going to launch, we kind of measure it up with, is this in line with our mission and vision? And sometimes it's a great idea, but it's not. And then sometimes it's a great idea and it's totally aligned with our core values. And so it's a very natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. So just understanding that like dreaming, I love you saying dreaming with women, like that's, that's a core value of who you are. That's the way that God designed you to be. And one thing I love about core values is because it's what a, one thing I love about core values is that it reflects the characteristics of God as well. So God himself is a huge dreamer as well. Um, and so when you are living out your core values, that's when you're being like a reflection of who he is as well. Um, so that's one thing that you can do is like taking a look at your past history of understanding, like what are the things that light you up? And I'm sure like with you, like you may be like, different scenarios where you got to dream with women and those are the things that like really you know you were super passionate about um and another way to kind of figure out your core values is like looking to the future of when you understand like what your visions are if you just you know say like hi i would really like to do um maybe i would really like to write a book about um creativity and expressing like your like expressing yourself through different art forms Whatever it is, like whatever your dreams are as well, is also going to be an indicator of what your core values are. So when you kind of dream, like make a long list of dreams and take a step back to kind of see a common theme, that's another way that you can figure out your core values. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and another way you can do is you can, you can kind of get like outside perspective um, and feedback because sometimes it's hard for us to kind of know <laughs> what our core, core values are. Um, but you know, there's like a lot of people in our lives that kind of, kind of know us maybe even better than ourselves. And so just asking them, Hey, what is it about me that you really appreciate? Or, um, what are some positive feedback that you get from your work all the time, whether it's from peers or um, people in the industry or other mentors, and when you get like outside perspective from from people that you really trust and respect, that could be another good way to kind of figure out what your core values are. Very cool. I mean, I think it's so important because it can really help you make decisions moving forward as you um, make business decisions or launch your own um, kind of dreams. Um, it can really help you to make sure it lines up with what you're called to. Um, because I have, I don't know if you're like this sheep, but I have a new idea every day. (laughs) So sometimes I have to, sometimes I have to tell myself like great idea, but probably uh, something to put on the shelf for this season because it's not really lining up with, you know, everything else I've got going on. Um, and so I, um, really, I really enjoy chatting about core values and I think it's just a really important, um, thing to sit down and write out and do. We went to Chicago for Radiant back in the fall just to get away. None of us lived there. We knew we could rent an Airbnb and just be kind of tucked away. Um, And uh, 
um, still be able to enjoy the city in our downtime. Um, but we went to Chicago and we spent an entire like four days just mapping out core vision, core values, mapping out our mission, our vision plans in which we wish to grow. Um, and, and taking that intentional time, um, really helps us, um, make decisions now. Um, it really was a very important time for launching gradient. Yeah. And then once you figure what those things are, like you're saying, you can make more confident decisions. Um, you can act, you cannot like resolve conflicts better too, because you know, like what you stand for, you know, what other people stand for as well. Um, yeah. And so there's like so many great benefits. And it helps you own what you're called to, to other people. I mean, quite often you run across people who think they know your brand or your business better than you do. And <laughs> you can say, actually, no, that doesn't really line up. <laughs> that has been part of me growing as a leader and having to like own what I know I'm called to. But if you don't really sit down to brainstorm, sometimes you have the scattered collection of ideas of what you're called to, but nothing cold, hard facts. And that is really helpful to help you make decisions that are wise and counseled and led by Holy Spirit versus, you know, shotgun decisions because it sounds like a great idea. (laughs) Um, Do Okay, you talk a lot about prioritizing what's important. And I have this, is balance real? I know you say it doesn't exist. Tell me more. Yeah, so... I think um, you know, there's a lot of talk about work-life balance. I think people think you can, like work-life balance means maybe like 50-50, like, you know, half your energy is in work, half your energy is in life. And I think that's just not the case these days. Um, I think what it is more, what I tend to gravitate towards is like work-life, like priorities, just really understanding like the season that you're in um, and then just really figuring out like what's the most important priorities for you to do, for you to focus on in this season. So for example, if you are launching a business and your work priority, that's going to take a lot more time and energy um, than if you were, I don't know, if you were going to go on vacation, you know? And so um, just really understanding like the season that you're in and then really figuring out what your priorities are. I think what really helps you to just like let go of what you don't need to do, um, but then also really focus on what matters. Yeah, I... I know that it's important for me to hear that because I so desperately want to believe that balance is real. But if I look at any evidence of my life, I mean, <laughs> you're so right. And I think that, you know, it's important to to be able to discern seasons. And, you know, right now I'm honestly in a resting season and that's been very good for me. But I ran for an entire year um, <laughs> hard in kind of launch mode. And you know, thankfully my husband was really busy during that season with his school. So, um, it really did work out because, um, it really wasn't very balanced. It was very stilted towards work in that season. Yeah. And then another way you can incorporate core values into your work-life balance is to kind of think of work-life balance as more as like values integration. Um, cause what I've noticed too with people is if they are super, you know, they're going really hard at work or if they want work-life balance, typically it's because their core values aren't honored or expressed in their work or in their life. Like for example, if you work in a corporate job and um, let's say like integrity is like a huge core value of yours, um, but you've noticed that there's some 
like tactics or the way that things are handled that isn't that doesn't quite honor integrity your integrity value so a lot of people say they want work-life balance because they actually they want more life in that way because the integrity value isn't being honored in their work life and so if you think of it as understanding your core values and how do you how can you in, intentionally incorporate that into all of your spheres of life then whatever hat you're wearing whether you're the, wearing the business owner hat or you're wearing your mom hat or you're wearing like your wife hat or your friend hat um, just kind of being intentional about living out your core values in each of those spheres could uh, could bring you a better sense of balance as well oh Man, preach, girl. You are <laughs> you are awesome. I've just so enjoyed like getting to chat and hear about what you do. Um, what would be your one piece of advice or two um, to our listeners as they're kind of getting started? What would be your like, what's your favorite piece of leadership advice for women? I mean, it's definitely a journey. It's definitely a process of just really trusting in in the journey of growing. And I think the the like the practical piece of advice is to like just try something, really figure out like what your biggest challenge is in the, in your season, and then kind of creatively problem solving a way to do that. Um, I think if you are able to do that and you're able to actually like take action on bringing a project to life, um, then you're able to kind of get the real time feedback that you need to be able to make progress towards your next goal. Wow, girl, you, I'm, you're bringing it today. I am so, I have so enjoyed just getting to chat. Where can people find you if they want to work with you? Yeah, they can find me. My website is shechencoaching.com. And then um, I also host a Facebook group called Authentic Brand Leaders. So you can request to join there. That's like kind of one of my favorite places to hang out on the internet. Very cool. So if you have any resources you'd like to share today, what would be your favorite? Do you have any favorite books, any favorite um, podcasts, re- anything? <laughs> and you don't have to say radiant. Anything. <laughs> what would be uh, something you would recommend to kind of our listeners to kind of go a little deeper, to dive a little deeper? Um, well, I one of my favorite resources, and I'm actually about to lead my group, my Facebook group through this devotional, but it's called um, The 31 Days of Prayer for the Dreamer and Doer by The Well Studio. And I know you're good friends with um, Jen and Kelly. And I love this book because it is is for the dreamer and doer. It really incorporates scripture um, and then like real life prayers of, of fellow Christian women in business with like, you know, questions for you to be able to reflect on your own journey. But I always say that your entrepreneurial journey is an expression of your faith journey. So meaning like, as you grow your faith, you will grow your business. Um, And any sort of challenges you may have in your business, it could be an indicator of maybe the challenges that you're having in your relationship with God himself. And so if you're able to just like walk through, like dive deep into the word, um, pray (laughs) a lot, um, you know, you'll be able to kind of make the most of where you are in your, in your entrepreneurial and faith journey. Wow. Well guys, if that didn't convince you that you want to be a part of she's Facebook group, I don't know what did (laughs) because I do. And that book is a really great book. And like, 
like she mentioned, um, Jen has been on our podcast, who um, is a co-founder of The Well Studio with Kelly. So um, very cool. It has been such a joy to have you on the podcast. Again, you guys, you can find um, she at shechincoaching.com. I have it up. Okay, perfect. And on Instagram, do you have an Instagram? Yeah, it's at shechincoaching. Perfect. So um, I'm so thrilled that you've gotten to join me. This has been such a blast. Um, And we'll have to have you back sometime. Thanks for joining me today, She. Thanks for having me. You guys, wasn't she awesome? I just loved learning from her, hearing her so tangibly concept how to create core values, give such fantastic leadership advice. I really enjoyed our conversation. I know you guys learned tons from her as well. You can definitely find her online and we have linked up her handles and website on the show notes. Also, you can find Radiant Magazine at radiantmagazine.org or find us at Radiant Collective across all social media platforms. As always, if you're loving the episode, please be sure to leave a review. We really run on reviews around here. It keeps us going. It's so encouraging to hear your honest feedback. We just really love hearing from you. Also, if you love the music, find Kayla on iTunes, and it was produced by Christian Sager. Until next week. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Duncan is here to keep you running with a much-needed taste of normal. To work, home, or work from home with the coffee you like just the way you like it. Whether that's a small hot black coffee, your daily 2 p.m. latte, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant and a medium iced coffee with oat milk, one sugar, two pumps of caramel, one pump hazelnut, a swirl of French vanilla, and a shot of espresso. I call it my p.m. pep rally. You should really try it. Whatever it is that gets you running, Dunkin's got you and always will. America runs on Dunkin'.